Okay, so our next teller, I think is a first time teller because I don't recognize the name either and I now my notes are there and I'm not there. So I, the first name is Jess. Welcome to the stage. All right. <laughs> All right. Low enough? No. Kind of sh Damn it. <laughs> I see that stink eye as I'm playing with it. I'm nervous here. Okay. So good at going down. So. <laughs> My daughter's here. That's so wrong. Um, long time listener, first time storyteller. So in my mind, you're all naked and I'm clothed. <laughs> Makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I never, ever, ever wanted to get married, and I did not want any more children than the one I accidentally have, but who was perfect, and she's over there. She's still perfect. And uh, so naturally, I did both. I got married, and I had another child. And um, before I met the man that I would marry, I envisioned myself as like a warrior woman, you know, feminist, kick-ass, and... Uh, I was putting myself through college and working two jobs, and I lived on my own. I'm raising this little girl to worship Oprah Winfrey and Toni Morrison, and she was gonna grow up and like kick ass and take names, right? We were poor, we struggled, but we were pretty happy. So uh, I found myself pregnant in November 2011, and pregnancy is some bullshit, man. You're on Facebook, <laughs> and you see like all those chicks, and they're like wrapped in silk and shit in a field, and they've got like wildflower crown in their hair. Like, who does that? Uh, <laughs> that wasn't my pregnancy. I was in the same sweatpants for I think eight months straight, <laughs> with an oversized T-shirt that had Ben and Jerry stains all over it. Uh, my hair was in a bun, and um, I did not look gloriously happy. I looked gloriously like I had to pee, and I was just permanently bitch-faced. And uh, so that was my pregnancy. We're living in this nice tri-level house in a nice neighborhood. We've got a fenced-in backyard. We've got a dog, right? It's All my friends are like, oh, my God, your husband is so attentive. He'd bring me flowers. I see, you know, just this great guy, right? So, you know, so I, I find myself... Uh, on November night, the husband's at work. I uh, have really important research to do, so I sit down at the computer and I log into Facebook.com and uh, <laughs> to see how happy all my non-pregnant friends are. Because uh, <laughs> I was a bitch. And uh, so it's still logged in as my husband's page, and so I, you know, respect his privacy, so I click log off. I did it. <laughs> I, uh, I clicked right on the messages. I saw some new messages. And uh, uh, the first thing that I noticed was that there are a lot of messages. And he's not that popular. He's married. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, don't freak out, Jess. Let's, uh, let's click out and talk about it when we've got, you know, some alone time. No way I didn't. I went all Nancy Drew. I started opening and reading every fucking message. And, um, you know, sometimes there are moments in your life where, you know, the matrix where Neo's like, and the bullets are like flying and time just kind of holds still. And uh, so I think that was one of those moments for me where you just remember what you were wearing and how you were sitting and what you were doing and, you know, the half pint of Ben and Jerry's next to me. 
And uh, I think what I remember most, though, is, is the way I felt. And it was like somebody sucker punched me. And um, I'll never forget that feeling as long as I live. I think we have we all have those feelings. So the warrior woman came back, and uh, she was pregnant, so she was <laughs> she was extra savage. And uh, so I, I call husband, and I'm like, you better fucking get home now. And he did. And uh, I said, you give me my bank card. You give me the house keys. You don't live here. Bam. I was a badass. And um, yeah, no, it doesn't end there. <laughs> I wasn't. I, uh, you know, I look down at this massive stomach that's growing, and I'm in this house that I can't afford on my own because he makes way more money than me. And I walk upstairs, and I look at that beautiful little girl who's calling this man dad. And I think in that moment, I've never felt so broken and defeated and positively trapped. And um, so... I stayed with that man for five years, and it was, you know, it was never the same. I don't know if you've ever heard the, the fable of the boiling frog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if, if you ever heard it, if you put a frog into boiling water, it's going to jump out. But you put a frog in tepid water, and it'll hang out, lay loose, it gets hotter, and he doesn't perceive the oncoming danger. And so the frog stays, and bam, it boils, it dies. And I think that my marriage was sort of a metaphor for that frog. It's kind of that frog in that water. And I feel like, you know, I never wanted to get married. The water's warm. You know, I never wanted any more children, and the water's hot. And then I noticed all of these messages. And the worst part is that, um, you know, these messages, it, it was like, you know on Microsoft Word, where you have to write a business letter and there are templates, and it has like the, the <laughs> you just insert name here, right? Like every message was the same thing, like, my wife is a bitch, which I was, but not all the time. <laughs> these messages started way before I was pregnant. You know, it's like, I wish I could snuggle you. I wish I had a great life with you. Insert name here in brackets, you know. And uh, three of those women were at my baby shower the following weekend. <laughs> That was a great shower. <laughs> but um, I got some good shit, though. That's the good thing about being pregnant. You get so much good shit. <laughs> and marriage. So I still have the KitchenAid. Uh, I don't have the crib. But um, so, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, you know, there I am, stuck in this relationship. I feel like I, feel like I was so afraid of failing, I was so afraid of what people would think, how it'd be perceived, and I think that, I think that as women, we're extra, we're extra worried about how we're perceived, and we have that extra degree of fear. I think that um, there was a study, and boys are raised, they're raised literally to take chances. They will jump from high spaces. They're not afraid to fail. They're encouraged to fail and get up and try again, but girls are not. You're encouraged to always be perfect, always present well. In fact, if a job posting comes up and a male meets 60% of the requirements for the job, that fucker will apply. But a woman, she will not apply unless she is 100% qualified. And so I do feel like we're not doing right by girls. So anyway, another one of those neo moments. We're average white middle class people, so we go to couples therapy, as average white people do, I guess. And uh, 
So then I had that other moment that, you know, I'll always remember what I was wearing. And my therapist, she had great clothes, and I remember her shoes. And um, I had to look this man in his face, and although he had done shitty things, we probably both had, I had to look him in his face, and I had to tell him, I don't love you. Um, and that was it. It was over. I was free. Um, but freedom is bittersweet, I think. Um, you lose that person where when you go to bed, you put your cold feet on them and they warm up. You know, now I have to wear socks to bed, <laughs> which is a bummer. Um, you lose that second income, which is a, is a huge hit. And uh, you, you lose by default that person that whether you have good news or bad news, there's that one person that you call all the time that's your person. And it doesn't mean I was in love with him, but it's a comfort and it's a creature comfort and you know, it's a hard thing to lose. Um, but on, on the bright side, my daughter and I implemented a no pants policy. So <laughs> for months straight, we're just walking around in our panties and t-shirts and it was awesome. But then my five-year-old so went to school and he did that. And so <laughs> we're, a little, we're a little more modest in our house now. <laughs> but um, I, lo I, did lo I lost people. I lost a lot of people. But I think the most important and the best thing that I lost was fear. Um, I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid of what people think anymore. Um, which is why I can stand up here and tell a story. Because I don't fucking care. <laughs> and... Um, and I, I do fail tremendously all the time. <laughs> She'll tell you. <laughs> Don't ask her. <laughs> but, uh, but I also, I succeed, and those successes are mine, and the way I live my life is mine, and uh, it's a freedom that I don't think can be replaced. And I'm a person that I recognize again, and I kind of admire, and I hope that my children can admire. And uh, I'm hoping I can raise them to be little warriors who maybe just don't like to wear pants. Thank you for listening. Let's keep it going for this warrior. <laughs>